Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your hosts, Jessica McIntyre and Quinton Cools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Today's episode is Your Vote, Your Voice. Elections tend to be confusing, negative, and even annoying. Today, we will address questions related to how young people can make a difference, why engaging in politics is so important, and practically, how to become an educated voter. Our guest today is Florida State Representative Jennifer Sullivan. At age 23, Jennifer made history as the youngest woman elected to the Florida House of Representatives. And in addition to serving on the Public Integrity and Ethics Committee, as well as the Ways and Means Committee, Jennifer has most recently served as the chairwoman of the House Education Committee. Jennifer is a Teen Pact graduate, has staffed with Teen Pact, is happily married to David, a pilot in the United States Air Force, and is the mother to baby William. So thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer, like Quinn said, thank you so much for joining us. Um, let's Jump back to the beginning in your original involvement in politics. What led you to first get interested and start in politics? Great question. Well, initially, it was actually 4-H Day at the Capitol that brought me to um, the Florida Capitol for the very first time. I was 15, and I was there, and I got to meet my representative and my senator and get involved. And I had actually already signed up for Team Pact at this time. That was a month after. Um, but 4-H had brought me there first, and I was intrigued by the process. And then I ended up being asked to be um, a messenger for my state representative during session as well. And then Team Pack followed that. So it was really neat because I had never been to the Florida Capitol. And then within a month and a half, I had been there three times for three weeks. And really, I think that set a passion and a spark in me to get involved and see the opportunity to be an advocate for people in my community and to be a light for Christ. And though 4-H initially got me into the political process, I think Team Pact gave me the biblical foundation and worldview um, in politics that really helped serve as a launching pad for getting involved in campaigns and then ultimately running for office. Wow, that's really cool. Um, I love how you referenced you were 15 when you first got involved. That's that's super cool. That's before the age of being able to vote, right? Um, but let's let's jump to that point. And do you remember when you first voted? So you've been involved at this point for quite a while. You already have that passion and vision for being involved. But do you remember that first time of voting? What was it like and, and how that translated from, you know, being passionate about politics, but then seeing kind of the fruit of that in your ability to actually participate and vote? Absolutely. Well, I will say that one of the blessings of being homeschooled was that we went everywhere with my mom. And so she was a faithful voter. And so even from a young age, I would always look forward to voting day because I got the sticker. And so I remember um, going to the polls year after year with my mom and then anticipating when I could register to vote, which was actually in Florida at 16. So even though I couldn't vote till I was 18, so I made sure to register when I was 16. And then uh, what was neat is that my very first time voting, my mom was actually on the ballot. She ended up not winning the race she was running for, but I got to vote for her in the very first time that I got to cast the ballot. And so (laughs) that was really fun. 
That is super cool. I love that. Um, so you mentioned your mom being on the ballot. That is such a neat experience. I'm sure you must have done some campaigning and whatnot along with that, uh, whether you volunteered for that or were voluntold. Um, but can you tell us a little bit more about your specific involvements, whether it was in that campaign or politics outside of that and what it looked like to be involved, you know, not just voting, but actually being involved on maybe more of a grassroots level? So I remember when I came back from that session in 20, um, let's see, I think it was 2007, actually. Um, And after I'd been to the Capitol for the first time, getting involved in some races, because I recognized that even though I couldn't vote at that time, I could still influence a lot of people who could vote. And that was really exciting to me because most people get one vote, but if you actually volunteer and get involved, you technically get a lot more votes for the candidate that you believe in. And so I was really inspired by that and volunteered on a lot of campaigns, some winning, some losing. And so when my mom was running for office, I was her scheduler and kind of personal assistant and helped manage things on the campaign and then also on the home front because I'm the oldest of four. And so that gave me a lot of hands-on experience. And then later on, I worked for Congressman Daniel Webster's campaign and organized student projects and different things like I had with my moms. And so that really laid an incredible foundation for when I later ran for the Florida House to have had that experience on winning and losing campaigns to kind of know um, some of the pitfalls to try to avoid and things to overcome and needs that you have. And so I would highly recommend, you know, young people getting involved. It's a great way to build relationships with your elected officials or soon to be elected officials. Pardon me. And, you know, you remember the people who knock on doors for you, especially in Florida when your primary is usually in August and it's over 100 degrees outside. And so it's if someone's looking for a way to get involved right now, couldn't be a better time looking towards the general election. Yeah. Thinking about your experience, Jennifer. So you as a young person, even before you were 18, eligible to vote you were able to participate in a number of different ways and influence elections. Looking ahead to the 2020 uh, election cycle, it's uh, it's no surprise to anyone that this is a presidential election cycle. Um, there's a ton of media coverage. There's a ton of interest and involvement and conversations and new podcasts and all of the wonderful things. Um, but what we've found is that elections and politics in general uh, tends to be confusing for a lot of people. Um, I think probably really just negative. Uh, there's a lot of negative campaign ads and and kind of bashing of uh, people who disagree with your viewpoints. Um, and what I've found is that a lot of people honestly kind of find it annoying after a while, like one more campaign ad on my you know, sports channel or on my Instagram feed or what have you. And so whether it's social media ads or road signs or all of the news coverage about absentee ballots and, you know, all of this, um, it can lead a lot of people to want to wash their hands of politics and just set it aside completely, um, whether it's because they view it as something that's negative or because maybe it's just confusing and they don't understand how to be involved. Um, Could you kind of speak to why it's important to remain engaged that 
you know, ignorance is not an option and avoidance is not an option. We, we need to engage. And certainly you've been a great example of that, but maybe speak to why that's so important. Absolutely. So I think it's so important to go back first to scripture and this viewpoint that we're called to be salt and light. We're called to be light and darkness and to be in the world, but not of the world. And we can't be surprised that the world looks like the world. We can't be surprised by people who don't know Jesus not living like Jesus. And as Christians, I think it's so important to remember that if we leave the building, so to say, then who's going to be left to represent Christ? If Christians, the ambassadors of Christ, aren't there, who's going to do that job? And oftentimes when you talk about campaigns or politics or government, they can take on really big, ambiguous meanings and you can think of them just as entities. But when you narrow it down, all three of them are just made up of people, just like you and me, even government. I mean, it's made up of individual people, individual people we elect, individual staffers that work there. And so I think first and foremost, I encourage people when they're looking to get involved, you need to know what you believe and why. And I think Team Pact does a great job of helping students at a young age kind of take ownership of their faith and know what the word of God has to say. And so, you know, discerning the truth of God's word is so important. And then from that standpoint, looking at issues from a biblical perspective, because our society has politicized the Bible. The Bible is very clear on a lot of things. There are definitely some gray areas, but I think that on the big overarching areas that our society usually gets wrapped around the axle, those things are usually pretty clear in the word of God. And so I think to have that as your basis point, not your political party, but the word of God. And then based on that, having your beliefs come from that, having your policy positions come from that. And when you do that, then you know what you're fighting for, you know why, and you can look at getting involved from a local standpoint. When we look at federal politics, it can be so overwhelming, but I think it's important to remember that all politics starts local. It's usually the city council person that ends up running for the county commission that runs for the Senate that ends up running for U.S. Congress. You know, if you look at where they got their start, a lot of times that's what it looks like. And so taking the time to get to be invested and involved in your community, which as Christians, we should already be doing, you know, starting with our church community and then working out in our neighborhoods and cities and counties. And so I think it all starts local, starts by looking at some of the local organizations in your area and then getting involved from there. But even as someone who has been involved as long as I have, I would say that I completely relate to being overwhelmed by this presidential election. Um, There is a lot going on, and there's a lot that the media is trying to shout at us, and I think it's that much more important to be rooted and to know what you believe so that you're not a reed tossed in the wind by the media that so often can bombard us. Mm, That's really great. I like when you mentioned being an ambassador of Christ. If you take that biblical principle and apply that, you know, being an ambassador is the highest form of representation 
So we we take that and translate that into government politics, you know, a local level or federal level. Like that that's still something we're called to do and can translate very well. So that's that's a really interesting point that you bring up. So we've established kind of this need to participate and why we care and why we want to be involved. But what about on that more practical level of just simply knowing all the things, right? So for example, I go to the polls first time that I can ever vote and I've registered to vote and I get in there and I'm all excited and I'm like, I'm a team pactor and I can vote now and I am having influence and I get there and I realize I need to call my mom because I don't even know what these questions mean on the ballot or who these half of these people are. So how do we how do we kind of combat that ignorance? Where can we find information on that? How can we be educated voters? Great question. So I think there's a couple different approaches. One is if you are involved in your county or even city, there's usually different political parties on both sides that put together forums. And so you have the opportunity to go to a forum and hear the candidates or meet them, or you have the opportunity ahead of time. Most people will get like a sample ballot in the mail and you can see the candidates um, that are running, let's say for water authority or county commission. And you have the opportunity to look up their websites or go to their Facebook pages and see if they have any campaign events coming up. I think the best thing when it comes to local politics is just to get to meet the person face to face. Because in a lot of ways, you know, people can put whatever they want on a website and you can read that and that's great. But if you start to follow them either through social media on their own page or through different local events where you get to hear them speak and hear their heart and see them interact and kind of see their character come to life, I think that really helps in being educated and having a better understanding because when you know someone, it's usually not hard to make a decision. When you get further up, like people that are running for Congress or let's say even the presidential election, I think it's important to have different organizations that you choose to associate with. For instance, um, the Family Florida Action, um, sorry, Family Florida Policy Council, that's the name. They are an organization I really trust in Florida, and they do a ton of research on candidates, and they put out a, a voter guide every year that's super helpful. And so having different organizations that represent the issues you're passionate about, that you trust, that you can go to as a resource is also really helpful. Another avenue when you look at federal politics is looking at think tanks. So I personally uh, love Heritage Foundation. I find them to be um, a great resource. And so oftentimes if you go to a think tank that is with, you know, I'm a conservative, so it's from a conservative perspective, you can get a lot more accurate information from think tanks versus your news. Because the mission of news oftentimes is for them to make money. But think tanks, their mission is to get good education into the hands of um, the people that they're trying to serve. And so you can get a, a lot of really helpful resources that way, too. That's super helpful, because um, when I think about all the different things you just listed from forums to meeting the candidate themselves to visiting their website to checking out a think tank, um, those are some wonderful resources. As we've thought about it, you know, there's 
there's a need, yes, to vote. And people kind of understand that even in teen pack, teen pack students understand that once they turn 18, they have the right and even responsibility to vote. But I wonder how often it is that that happens where teen pactors go to the polls and they are like, wait, what is the water commission or what is this state measure that like, I don't even know what that is. I haven't done any research. And so I think it's super important for young people and for all voters to approach the polls with that kind of weight of responsibility that says, hey, this is this is something that you need to wrestle with even hours, days, maybe even weeks before that Tuesday in November, you need to be doing some research and thinking and having conversations with friends and family um, because you might not know exactly who you want to vote for or what issues are important. Um, but the more that you know, the better you can apply wisdom and godly principles to those areas. So I really appreciate you giving some just some practical feedback on that. As we kind of start to wrap up our 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 time, um, I'm you know I'm I'm I realize that you've you've made a huge difference as a young person in politics even before uh, you stepped into the limelight of being a uh, an elected official. Um, you've been able to influence a lot of different elections, but what does it look like for a young person today? Maybe one of our listeners who is not old enough to vote. Um, but what is a way that you would maybe encourage them to get involved or, or what is kind of a final thought that you would leave with our listeners today? I would say to if you've been to a team pack class and you know who your state representative and senator are because you had to look them up on your fact, fact list. Um, and so I would say to reach out with them. Hopefully they already maybe even know who you are because you had to write them a letter and to ask to volunteer on their campaign if there's someone that you believe in. And if they're not, then I would encourage someone to look at maybe some other races. And I'll confess, even in this past primary election in Florida, I had no idea who was running for the Water Authority. And I'm decently involved in my community and know a lot of people. And so I called someone that I knew and trusted who I knew knew those people. And I voted based on the advice that she gave me. And so you know, don't be afraid to ask people, you know, too their thoughts on things. But um, campaigns are always looking for volunteers. And so even if you reach out to a campaign and you don't get to initially meet the candidate, I guarantee you that over the next few Saturdays, as people are doing walks and um, different things, that you'll get an opportunity to meet them. And knocking on doors, making phone calls, there's lots of different ways to get involved. Um, and it's work. And so you have to be prepared to work. It is work. Um, but you learn so many valuable skills in the process, and you also can make some great friendships. And it may be worth looking to within the Team Pack community. Sometimes there's student projects that are going on, which are a lot of fun. I know we did them on my campaign where students will come to a location for three or four days. And in the evenings, you have worship. And in the mornings, you do a little Devo and you get to have meals together. And I know during this time of COVID, things are a little different and kind of harder to navigate. But I know that there are ways to still be able to do that. And so reaching out within this community as well to see, you know, where are some of your team pack friends from other states getting involved and what does that look like is a great opportunity to see your friends and do some good along the way. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and experience with us, Jennifer, um, and for being on the team pack podcast.
Thanks so much for having me. And I do want to close out by saying it has been such an honor and privilege to get to serve in the Florida House the last six years. Um, I chose not to run for my fourth and final uh, senior term, and I'm looking forward to staying home full time with little baby William and to be able to make the move out to Texas to support my husband. And so know that whatever your season is, your um, amount that you're able to be involved in politics may vary, but at a minimum, we all do have that responsibility to vote. And so I hope that you'll take advantage of that this election year. I think Jennifer's example really stands out. You know, she was a young person who got involved at 15, 16, 17 years old, even before she could vote. You think about people who can vote. I mean, in, in America today, six out of 10 eligible voters vote, but four out of 10 don't. That's kind of a, a crazy number to think about. I wonder how many teen pactors uh, get to the polls. There's, there's a huge need to participate, to make your voice known, to apply the principles um, that, we, that we're called to apply in the realm of politics. And that flows directly from something else that she said as far as our identity and being an ambassador of Christ. That's a really key word there. I know a lot of people, politics is this big, scary or just elusive topic. Even even personally, I know that my family is not super involved in the political realm as far as discussing it around the dinner table and whatnot. But my parents have always instilled this responsibility in voting and in being educated. But as Jennifer referenced, it's important that that comes from something else. That comes from a need to find our identity in Christ and then to take that and represent that well to the world. And this is a very practical way that we can do that. Right. On a practical note, in actually going to the polls and finding out about the issues it's very important to have those trusted sources. I know there's specific people that I always go to where we can dialogue about the different issues and candidates that are going to be on the ballot and just having that person to talk to and kind of compare notes with is really key. Right, and, and I think you need to give yourself the freedom to recognize that you you don't have to have all the answers. Like the there's information out there for you to, to learn and to understand and come to the polls ready, but... You don't have to have all the answers, but you should seek knowledge. You should seek wisdom. And and so, yeah, if you find someone or a source um, that you find that is respectable and uh, you agree with a lot of the, the viewpoints and the way that they understand and process these different political viewpoints, that can be a huge asset heading into the polls this November. Practically speaking, that means registering to vote. You have to register something like six weeks before the election. You need to plan on where you're going to vote. Depending on where you live, that could be a library. It could be a middle school. Um, a lot of people this election cycle will be voting absentee, but you have to register to vote absentee. So there's a, there's a lot that goes into the election. And I think if we can pull back the curtain on kind of how confusing it, it appears to be on the outside, but then kind of step into the circle and say, you know what? As that ambassador that you're talking about, Jessica, as a believer, I need to be engaged with this process. It's part of me um, living out my Christian worldview, me affecting change in the world, me loving my neighbors. This is, this is what it's all about. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Pact podcast focused on the 2020 election. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampact.com 
or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.